0: I'm Josh Wheeler, and this is The Clean Thinking Podcast, brought to you by Myra Showers.
1: Some people have a strong sense of resilience when it comes to pressure and stressful situations, whereas other people, they find these things more challenging.
0: Now, I don't know about you, but I start my day, my working day, by creating the longest list you can imagine. And by about two o'clock, I'll have crossed off some of those things, but I know almost certainly that I won't have crossed off all of it by the end of the day. And to an extent that starts to apply a bit of pressure to me. And then following that, the next day I'll come in and I'll look at my list and see what I need to do from the day before um, that day. And it's it's this building momentum of pressure and we're constantly busy. It's almost uh, an epidemic of modern day living. In other words, it kind of feels like it is the perfect time to try to start relaxing. You know, when we're feeling frazzled, a week on the beach might just be the thing to calm our nerves, but it's not always possible. So I'm joined today on the Clean Thinking podcast by Alec Williams from the Mental Health Foundation to really get into it. Welcome, Alec.
1: Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me.
0: So Alec, kind of breaking this down we've been talking a lot about stress and all of the different ways that it can it can manifest itself what is stress
1: it's a good question Uh, so stress is ultimately a feeling that we have in response to a situation or life event where we feel that we can't cope or we feel overwhelmed and when we encounter such an event such as you trying to make your lists our body produces stress hormones such as cortisol Uh, that trigger flight or fight response, uh, which aims actually to help us respond quickly to a dangerous situation. So you can see that stress and the stress hormone is actually there to help us. And thousands of years ago, if we were trying to run away from a wild animal, Mm -hmm. you can see how this could have been useful. But more recently, when we're doing challenging things such as public speaking, um, the stress hormone is there to try to help us to push through this challenging situation. And when... We have been feeling the stress for most people we can feel it for a period of time and then once we've felt it and once the challenging event has subsided the stress hormone will also subside and we'll go back to feeling in a resting state the problem is when we feel stress over a long period of time the stress becomes excessive and too much to deal with and it can put us into this fight-or-flight response more often than we perhaps should be and if we are Feeling this way, and we do feel stress for a long period of time. This is when it can start to have an impact on both our physical and mental health. So you gave a a
0: kind of a good example there of, you know, many many moons ago we would be running away from dinosaurs. Mm. Now it's a slightly different thing. We might be running away from a conference. Yeah, you know, if you have just you know spoken in public to it to a group of people. What sort of happens to the body after you leave? Is it the same as what used to
1: happen? So the body, when we're feeling stressed, it can have a number of different reactions. Um, people can start to experience headaches. They can feel nausea, have indigestion. So I'm not sure entirely if these were the things that people would have been <laughs> <weren't> experiencing <laughs> many, many minutes ago. But these are types of things that we can be feeling today. And the hope is... If we aren't feeling stress for a long period of time, these symptoms won't be as strong and they will die down. So is stress a, in a short, concentrated burst, is it a mm. good thing for us? It can be helpful, okay. yeah. It can help you to power through these situations which we find challenging. The trouble is when it's there for a long period, period of time and during those moments, that's when it can start to have an impact on both our physical and mental health.
0: So. How would you almost define a long period of time? Is it, is it a couple of days? Is it weeks? Is it months? How, how would it, or is it unique to each person?
1: Yeah, it's difficult to say really. I think you picked up on an important point then, which is that stress is a very subjective mm-hmm. experience. And what one person might find stressful, such as leaving the house in the morning, someone else won't. And with that in mind, the same is true of the extent to which we can endure stress. Some people have a strong sense of resilience when it comes to pressure and stressful situations, whereas other people, they find these things more challenging. So to try and answer your question, I think um, in terms of being at work and maybe being stressed in those sorts of environments if we were going in on a daily basis and we've all had projects where where we feel stressful for a period of time. Yeah. But if this was starting to turn into something where it was weeks and months and you're feeling this way, then it would start to become problematic?
0: This might be quite difficult to
1: answer, but
0: who would you say is the most stressed? Is there do you have any statistics about, you know, the UK as a whole? What what's happening to us?
1: Mm. I think An important point to make here is that stress is universal. And like we've been talking about, stress is something that all of us will probably experience at some point in our life. There are always going to be situations which we find challenging. There's always going to be situations which we find overwhelming. But in thinking and in saying that, there there are certain groups and our research does suggest that there are certain groups which are more at risk of developing symptoms of stress So our research tells us that people who are in employment, so there's a lot of research linking um, work and the pressures and the demands of work and the stress that this can cause. It's estimated that around half a million people are experiencing chronic stress related to their work in the UK right now. Also another group that is worth considering and the research is talking about is younger people. And we might have considered that actually older people with all the challenges that they face around bereavement yeah. and long-term physical health conditions would have been at risk group but a survey that we conducted last year where 30% of those age of 55 or over reported never feeling overwhelmed or unable to cope in the last year compared to 7% of young adults and this is perhaps not particularly surprising if we consider all the exam stress academic pressure perhaps trouble at home or family life and the increasing uh, worries around bullying and cyberbullying. so and i suppose
0: as well if you're slightly older you've perhaps had more life experience so you you are perhaps more capable of dealing with situations because mm-hmm. you've perhaps gone through them before so bereavement although you know it would be very difficult you've probably experienced that throughout your life so you can handle those types of situations, whereas if
1: you're younger, it might be more challenging. Exactly. We all have a level of resilience. And when things happen to us in, in our life, such as bereavement, this resilience is tested. And as we are able to grow up, we're able to learn tools and uh, mechanisms which help us with some of the challenges that, that life throws at us. But like you say, when we're younger, we maybe haven't had as much time to build Mm. up some of these tools. And when things are coming up like exam stress, pressures at school, home life, they perhaps don't have the same resilience as the older population to deal with these challenging circumstances. It feels like, and,
0: and maybe this is just me, we as a nation and as a world actually, in the last couple of years have been more open to talking about mental health. Mm. Um you have various different high profile people talking about anxiety and depression. Do you think that and and I don't know if your research shows this. You know, we are more stressed now than we have been before or is it just that we are we're more open? Mm.
1: I think it's a really good question and it is quite amazing what has happened over maybe just the last decade especially in terms of people talking about mental health yeah and really sharing what is going on for them with family and friends and of course this raises the question that because of this more and more people are talking about mental health it might give the inclination that more people are affected by mental health sure. problems um, and it's difficult it's difficult exactly to say what the answer is to this um, but it definitely seems as though more and more people are talking about it, which can only be good for people's mental health. Yeah.
0: Because you feel more open to talking about it. I suppose it's removing some of the stigma that has perhaps been connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, if, if we're in a moment where things feel like they're getting on top of us, what sort of things should
1: we try to do to try and reduce our stress levels? So in our 2018 report that we did about stress, so this was the focus of the week for Mental Health Awareness Week in 2018. And the report was called Stress, Are We Coping? And in this report, there's a list of 10 things which people can be doing uh, to help reduce the stress that they may be feeling. I won't run through them all, Josh, (laughs) but I'll maybe talk about a few for you. So. I think the first one is to really try to become aware of what it is that is causing you to feel stressed. Um, Whether it's, you know, your work or um, a certain relationship you have or whatever's going on for you in your life, really try to become aware of what it is which is causing you to feel this way. And once you've done this, it can be really helpful to, to try to review your lifestyle. And perhaps cut out some of the things which are causing you distress and do more of the things which are helping to protect you from feeling like that. So for me, for instance, it's doing exercise, but this will be different for for different people. Um, And I think we've touched on this, but I think something which has really happened over the last 10 years um, is that people are really starting to talk about their mental health which is as you say bringing down that stigma and shame and when it comes to stress sometimes we can carry all these things around in our head and it can be so helpful just to say them and to verbalize and to talk them through with someone um, and to really offload and release some of this pressure that we're carrying around and i think finally i just say take some time out Mm. we've all got busy schedules, we've all got lots of things going on. And sometimes we can forget about looking after ourselves, putting ourselves first and just taking, even if it's just five or 10 minutes out out of the day to really focus on on ourselves and what makes us feel good.
0: So interesting. A few years ago, um, I was feeling very, very stressed at work and I had a million and one things on. And I spoke to my boss to say, "Ah, this feels like it's getting on top of me. And granted, it was a sort of a different time. But the advice that came back to me was the key thing you need to do is think like a swan. Uh I don't know if you've had this analogy before. Think like a swan. Um, uh, Be calm and serene above water Mm -hmm. and paddling like fury Mm -hmm. underneath. So the advice back was make sure that nobody else knows that you're feeling stressed to almost protect Mm -hmm. what was going on. But in a way, it kind of felt like it was sort of just leaving me in the position that I was in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that is, it can be a problem with, especially at work when we feel this need to sort of keep up this appearance that we're coping and keep up this feeling that we're competent at our roles. And sometimes we won't feel like that. Sometimes we'll be struggling. And instead of like your boss said said to you, trying to keep that facade and keep that mask up that you are feeling all right, it's really important actually to to talk to someone and to to let people know that you are um, finding things difficult and that you could do with some extra support. So on that note, how do you almost spot the signs I suppose this is a
0: twofold question how do you spot the signs within yourself that things might be getting too much and how do we almost do we almost keep an eye on others? How do we spot the signs of of stress, do you think?
1: i think again it's it's quite a subjective thing sure and it's important to remember that we all know ourselves best and it's really like you were saying it's important to sort of check in with ourselves every so often um to think about how we're feeling um but some of the things which we may want to keep an eye on josh um especially around the emotional changes which we may be feeling so when we've experienced a lot of stress it can be a trigger for a variety of mental health problems and a variety of emotions which are associated with mental health problems such as anxiety and fear, anger, frustration. So these things might be quite subtle Um, so it's important to yeah when you can just checking in on yourself to see how you're feeling and and if you're noticing that you are starting to feel some of these things quite often, um, then it might be worth talking to someone or, or thinking about what, what the best thing to do is. Also, behavioral changes. So a lot of research suggests that when we're stressed, we may behave differently. We may become a little bit more with, withdrawn and we may not also sleep as well as we were. When we're stressed, it can be difficult to get to sleep and stay to sleep. Um, A lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but some people also resort to uh, smoking and consuming more alcohol, which in the short term can reduce our stress, but in the long term has been associated with uh, provoking more feelings of anxiety. Um, And also bodily changes around When people are stressed, uh, I think, as we were talking about previously, you can experience headaches and nausea and indigestion, and people may breathe more quickly, perspire more and have heart palpitations, which is linked to this fight or flight response.
0: If you have low water pressure, the stylish Myra Atom shower is for you. Its unique Myra MagniFlow technology is designed to deliver up to three times more flow and comes with a maximum temperature stop, making showering safer for all of the family. Discover more at myrashowers.co.uk. You know, we've talked about work. Hmm. Do you think that employers are doing enough to help members of staff?
1: I think it would depend on the employer that you ask. (laughs) Uh, Some employers are doing a lot more over the last few years. There's an initiative in London, for instance, which brings together a lot of the main financial employers to really think about how they can better protect the mental health of their employees. But the fact that these initiatives are starting to come come about and they're in more frequency is because for a long time there weren't any right. and people were really struggling at work and quite often that there wasn't enough support available uh, it's really really important that people are supported at work and that there is a culture where people feel uh, capable and able to talk to whether it's their line manager or colleagues about some of the things that are going on for them. Because of course, we know that work is quite often a stressful place to be. And it's really important that the right support is there for people when they're going through difficulties that they may be facing in this environment. So
0: if you are listening, and you are facing challenges at work,
1: what piece of advice would you give to people to to try and tackle that i'd recommend visiting our website uh, the mental health foundation's website which has a lot of information about what you can be doing to try to reduce some of the uh, stress that you might be feeling at work and a really also maybe just talk to a colleague talk to them about what's going on for you and share
0: you mentioned they're talking to a colleague um and you mentioned earlier about talking to someone, how do you start that conversation? It feels like a very quite a raw emotive subject uh, that you are already struggling with how do you How do you start that? How do you get over that
1: battle? It's a really good question, and I think from myself, who's struggled with mental health problems at work in the past, I was posed with this thought in my head, like how would I talk to someone or mm-hmm. what would be the right way to engage someone? And in the end, um, I went to one of my most trusted colleagues and just sat them down and said, um, it'd be really helpful if I could talk to you about something. And it wasn't anything fancy or anything particular that I asked them, but it was just, Um, just reaching out. And I found that it's really amazing that when you, you start these conversations with people, it's amazing what comes back. Mm. So it can be great to share yourself, but also gives permission for someone else who may be feeling these things or going through challenges to also share. It's so interesting. We,
0: within this podcast, we've been talking heavily about stress. And we've been talking about all of the things that that go along with that. And actually, you know, not not saying that we've found the solution. We definitely haven't. But one of the things that seems to be coming through again and again is this feeling of it, it can be contagious, you know, for good and for bad. So in the instance that you open up and you share some of the challenges, you allow the person you're talking to to share back and potentially inspire them to open up and so actually it seems a little bit like we're all sort of hiding a little bit um and the more that we open up the easier things might become
1: Mm, yeah i think that's it i think sometimes it's just about taking that first step and it can be scary and it can be challenging and you can think about what the repercussions might be but um, yeah, taking that first step can be a really positive thing and it can start a conversation with yourself and a conversation with others that can really, really help you.
0: It's so difficult, I would say at the moment, to find time. You know, I started and I was talking about my to-do list and I, to be honest, I think about my to-do list when I'm at home. I think about it when I put my head on the pillow um, and I think about it all the time. And I'm conscientious. I want to make sure that things are done in the right way. Um, That can be a good thing and be a bad thing. Um, How, how do you think we could best find time just for ourselves? How can we do that? And almost starting small to to kind of begin with.
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. And it can be really difficult when we have to do lists and routines um, to find that time. And, What I'd recommend is maybe just trying to start small and Maybe take five or ten minutes, whether it's in the morning or on your lunch break or in the evening, just to focus and think about something that you can do which which essentially makes you feel good. So for me, it might be doing a ten minute meditation at work, which I find can really help to calm me down. Um, for others it might be going for a swim or doing something else, but just trying to take that time to ensure that you're doing something which can uh, help. Uh, Reduce your stress, um, whether it's just for five or ten minutes, can be really beneficial.
0: Now, we are in the middle of winter. Do you think that, I don't know, the dark nights, lack of sunlight, do, do you think that that can have an impact on us?
1: I think it can. And I think that because every time when the winter comes round and it gets dark, I can feel in myself a certain... Um, certain effect and sometimes all of a sudden it feels a little bit more difficult to get out of bed and face the cold and face, face the dark. And when you're in the summer, it's the complete opposite. It's just lovely to be outside and, and do, and do certain, certain things. So I think, I think there is definitely links and there has been a lot of research done around, uh, seasonal affective disorder and the effects of that on people's mental health, um, and. I'd recommend, especially during this time and thinking about the Christmas period and the festive period when there's lots of pressures and social obligations. And, yeah, to again, to really try to focus on taking some some time to to look after yourself during this period.
0: Now, many of our listeners will be listening at work. Mm. Um, many of them will be office based, um, chained to a desk, unfortunately, from nine o'clock till six o'clock. Is there anything that we could do almost as a physical exercise that you could talk us through that people could do either at their desk or if they can get away for, for a couple of minutes? What sort of things could could we do?
1: Yeah, so something which me and my colleagues do at the Mental Health Foundation, which I've found to be really helpful, is a very simple mindfulness exercise which focuses on our breath. And I'll just take you through it for a couple of minutes. That'd be great. Yeah, so this is uh, where you can either close your eyes or you can keep your eyes open, if that would make you feel more comfortable. And sitting in, in a chair, you just want to start to breathe through your nose so take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and as you're doing this as you're taking the deep breath in you really want to focus on the feeling of the breath moving through the tip of your nose And you may also notice that your belly rises as the air moves down. And when you exhale, you'll feel the breath again coming out the tip of your nose. And you want to continue to do this, taking deep breaths in and out through your nose. And you might notice during this that your mind starts to wander It might be thinking about the things that you need to get done, the to-do list. And if you notice one of these thoughts, you just want to bring your breath, bring your attention and your focus back to your breath again. And continue taking the deep breaths in and out. And it's okay if your mind wanders. If you're doing this for five or ten minutes, it's quite common and expected that your mind will wander off. And each time when this happens, just, just bring it back. Just bring your focus and your attention back to your Breath. And this can be a really nice way just to, to calm and, and to really have some, uh, tranquility during our days, which at work can often be quite, quite, quite stressful.
0: That feels like something that you could do just at your desk you could in theory and i don't know if this will work you could in theory just pop some headphones in so people mm-hmm. might think that you you're busy doing something you know you're focusing and reading something when actually you're just taking that that
1: 5 minutes to focus on yourself yeah exactly it would be um it'd be absolutely great actually I, I, I haven't thought of that way of doing it myself but um it's really nice actually to think of being able to to sit at your desk and to maybe take a break from staring at that inbox and take a break at replying to those emails and yeah, just take five, five minutes to, to focus on your breath, um, which can have a really calming influence on how, how you feel.
0: Thanks Alec. As a kind of a final point, is is there, you know, any one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is perhaps at the start of their journey when it comes to mental health, you know, is perhaps, Starting to experience difficult times,
1: I just tell them to to keep going that things in our life they can always be challenging. Um, we all have things which are going to get us down and cause us to feel stressed sometime and um, a lot of us have been through these things and I just say that there's a lot of help out there and there's a lot of support out there and you're not alone in this experience um and i think something which we have touched on quite a lot um in this conversation is the power of sharing and the power of talking and i really encourage uh someone who is starting to feel um down or anxious to to reach out to someone that they know and trust and um to share what is going on for them great thanks alec no problem Join us in the next
0: episode of Clean Thinking, brought to you by Myra Showers. Hello, my name is Stephanie Romaszewski, and I am a sleep physiologist. And the next episode of Clean Thinking is
1: all going to be about sleep and technology.